What's up, Compact Discourse fans? It's Jack. Uh, after the fact, I uh, forgot to hit the record this morning during the intro, so I'm just going to drop you right into the show. You didn't miss anything. Do not adjust your television sets. Everything's fine. Just enjoy the show. It was a fun one. Around the world, however you may be tuning in today, whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna through the information superhighway at WEGL. FM.com or tuning in after the fact on Transistor.fm, Eagle Eye TV, or listening to our podcast. We are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now, of course, we are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin Studios here in the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where right now it is 53 degrees and sunny outside, welcoming you into Compact Discourse. We wish you a most sincere good morning. Thank you for choosing to spend your Wednesday morning with us here on the show, joined by Davis this morning. Davis, how are you feeling, feeling today? Feeling invigorated. Woke up feeling good. Actually fell back asleep and had like another mini dream, but I came back to life. Got here on time. It all worked out. I did the same thing, if I'm being completely candid with you. So right there with you. It's, uh, I don't know. The time change usually doesn't get to me, but I think it's getting to me. It's making me, uh, it's making me wake up feel more, more energy, I think. Is the sunshine getting you up at all? Maybe, because I do keep my window. I keep my blinds to the window above my bed open, even though it's like it's like a frosted glass, but the light still comes in. Mm-hmm. But over over the night, like the the bar that the things are on are kind of bent, so it kind of closes by itself. So who knows? Interesting. I have to test it. Yeah, my uh, I get a lot of sunlight through my window for the first time in quite some time waking up. So. Better than having my, my timer lights. It's getting me up, but it's not keeping me up, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. All right, well, good to hear that. At this point, I would like to remind our audience that if any point in the next two hours you feel so inclined to ask a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event we get something wrong, as always, you can send us a tweet at cdiscau. That's at c-d-i-s-c-a-u. On Twitter, you can also give us a call, 334-844-9345, uh, and we will be happy to hear from you. And once again, that's at CDiscAU on Twitter, and 334-844-9345 on your phone. Uh, you can also follow the station, WEGL underscore AU on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok now, WEGL underscore AU. Visit our website, WEGLFM.com, where you can uh, basically get everything that Weagle has to offer all on one page. You can stream live by clicking the boom box on the home page, or alternatively, you can go to the Listen Live tab and tap the play button that the astronaut is pointing to. How about that? Um, some other things on the website you want, might want to check out is that if you scroll down past uh, Weagle Sessions and all the uh, the colorful boxes, you can get to our articles. Right now we have everything from movie reviews to interviews with artists to sports articles to a concert review by Dylan. Um, so there's plenty to, plenty to check out over on the website. So I encourage you to uh, go check that out if you have the time or want to do so. WeagleFM.com. It's W-E-G-L-F-M.com. That's pretty much the jumping-off point for all that Weagle does. Uh, you can also check out the schedule, what's coming up today. Today, as always, we have two hours of rock music coming on after Compact Discourse. DJP might be coming in later on today to do his DJP in the morning show at 10 a.m. 
although he was feeling a little under the weather earlier in the week, so wishing him a speedy recovery. Uh, we've also got, I don't know exactly when the, the volleyball broadcast is going to start, so uh, you can probably hear one more hour at 5 p.m. and Happy Days with Jay at 6 p.m., and then the volleyball game is going to have to preempt Woodstock Hour and Cheetah Print to mm. another day. But uh, you can, like I said, listen to the volleyball right here on WeagleFM.com uh, and WEGL 91.1 on your radio. Uh, Auburn Tigers will be taking on South Carolina in one of their uh, final matches of the season. That's at 8 p.m. Central Time. So, yeah, probably only going to have to cancel Woodstock Hour tonight. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, that's an update of what's going on on WEGL. We also have Auburn Stages coming up this week, I believe. That would be on Thursday evening. Uh, Auburn Stages was really fun last week. Adam Leonard was the artist, and uh, he did super well. He went on for about two hours, if you can believe that. Uh, so quite quite uh, bang for your buck if you showed up to that one. You got to see quite the performance. Um, so hoping you did show up to that. Uh, as we do every Thursday, because we love Auburn Stages. Um, coming up on 11-11, that's tomorrow, we have Drosera coming up on the Central Dining Hall. So at uh, the Central Dining Hall, you will be, for the, it's the first and only time this semester that will be our venue. But the Central Dining Hall, we are moving back inside now that it's cold. So I believe that would be the edge. Would you consider that the Central Dining Hall? Or is there one called the Central Dining Hall? Uh, I think the edge would probably be unless, yeah, it'd have to be edge because they couldn't fit in Foy dining hall. Fair enough. So I believe that's going to be at the edge, um, by Parker Hall, um, put together by the College of Architecture and Design, who designed our cool stages and the WEGL 91.1 live events crew, including our friends Dylan, Luke, Isaiah, uh, Jordan, and everybody else that's cool that's at Weagle is doing the live events crew, getting all the AV cables plugged into the right stuff and making the artist sound good. So that's, once again, that's Drosera. Coming up, our uh, third-to-last Weagle stages of the semester, but I know Dylan has a full slate scheduled for the spring, uh, which will start off inside and then move outside as the weather gets nice. But, once again, that's The Edge, that's Drosera, that's tomorrow night, 11-11. I believe Doors at 5, Music Starts at 6 is usually how they do it. And uh, check this one out because it is uh, the only one in the dining hall this semester. We got two more coming up after this. We got Zoo Culture and Carolay. Um, those are coming up in Dudley B6. But until then, you can enjoy the uh, one last uh, Auburn stages in a unique location. Um, we also want to remind you that uh, UPC has some events this week. Uh, I hope everyone had fun at Wardam Coffee Jam last night. That looked like a lot of fun. I was unable to go because I went to the basketball game, but that's where I would have been otherwise. Um, that looked like a lot of fun. Dylan said it went well uh, with all the AV set up and the stages. I saw him piddling around on his golf cart uh, yesterday afternoon, carrying the stages up to the Sanford Lawn. So that seemed like it was a good time. Also, tonight you can uh, visit the Student Activity Center to go to UPC's Casino Night from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the Student Activity Center. Join UPC for some poker, blackjack, slot machines, and more from 7 to 10 p.m. 
at the Student Activity Center. Where'd they get slot machines from? They just have them laying around? I don't know. They might be, like, mechanically operated. Go steal them from, did they go steal them from uh, Wind Creek or whatever it's got, called? Maybe got surplused. That's crazy. I wonder what you win. Well, it can't be money. Dining dollars? It, you can't even allowed to do that? It's ten, it, Gambling's illegal in BAM, and this is a public institution. Mm. Maybe it's just for the fun of it. Maybe. Maybe. You get the thrill Bra- of getting three rights. bells. Bragging rights, indeed. They give you some. They give you some scratch offs, and you just get the. You get to call the number. You do get to call the number. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that is what's going on on campus. It's also Engineering Spirit Week. If you are an engineering student, you can go to the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering website and see what event they have planned for today. I know they had breakfast yesterday. I think it's hamburgers and hot dogs for lunch today over on the mm. Gavin Garden. So. If you're an engineering student, you might, student, have to make a stop by. You might uh, want to take advantage of that uh, free lunch this. They're going to check your engineering license? Mm, that, they'll know. How will they know? They have a way of knowing. They just look at me and they go, you're not an engineer. Yeah, they might just. Yeah, you'd Ugh. be surprised. Um, so that's what's going on this week. Uh, so I hope everyone is having a great November as things wind down just a little bit as we uh, are approaching just like eight glass days or so until we got to get out of get out of here for a week but i hope everyone's enjoying their november and with that uh it means college basketball has tipped off and uh, i think that's a good segue into our next segment when we return we will be talking about college basketball uh from auburn's big win over moorhead state last night in auburn arena to the champions classic in madison square garden it was a busy night in college hoops so we will be back to discuss that with you on the show. Jack and Davis hanging out with you on a Wednesday morning here. A regal Wednesday, if you will, on the Big 91, the Superstation 91.1 Auburn. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Compact Discourse. Welcome back to Compact Discourse. Uh, that uh, Tiger Rag rejoin can mean only one thing. That is Auburn Tigers getting a big win the previous night in a basketball game. And first of many to come, hopefully, for the Tigers this year as the Auburn Tigers defeated the Moorhead State Eagles by a final tally of 77-54 to last night inside the hallowed halls of Auburn Arena. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside... Davis Carroll welcoming you into another exciting episode of Compact Discourse, hanging out with you on a Wednesday morning. Um, let's uh, jump on over to the stats for this one. But um, the intangibles was that the jungle was back in full force for the first time since March 4th, 2020. So over 18 months ago was the last time the jungle was raucous and bumping and all of the great stuff that that home court advantage provides to the Auburn team um, and a lot of first timers in the jungle as you can imagine as we've had I think two two classes now come in that have not really had the opportunity to get that experience um, so I was hanging uh, doing my duties as a member of the jungle leadership team uh, welcoming people into the game asking people that it was their first time and I got a surprising number of people who were I'd say maybe half the people there was their first time at a uh, jungle game. Did and you, yes, did you have to teach them the jungle etiquette? Um, did you have to have like the shout, the shout leader, like Tex A and M. Okay, think, guys. I think I think people catch on pretty quickly. There, it's a vibe you can catch. Don't heckle the players too much. Yeah, 
And if you do, be nice. Be nice if you heckle them. Be, be, jo- give them a few rib shots, make them laugh. Don't yeah. be mean and get kicked out or something. Uh, don't yell when we're on offense. That's more football. You can cheer. Like, you can cheer, but don't like, be like yelling. Yeah, I mean, I thought we were pretty loud on defense. As, as uh, for, I mean, for playing Moorhead State, you know, no, no disrespect, but it's not a conference game yet. If you're gonna make comments, know what you're talking about. That's me personally. Do you have any any iconic moments of people not knowing what they're talking about? It's nothing like one. There's obviously ones that stuck out, like stood out to me. Just like nothing they said, just like how wrong they were. They'd be like, "Oh, that's not a foul," and then it was just an obvious, like super obvious foul. And they'll be like, "Oh, according to this rule that I just made up, you can't do that." And I'd be like, every time I want to turn around, be like, "No." That's not how it works, bud. Hey, man. Sorry, man. But I don't. I hold my tongue. And keep it civil. There's kids there. Boom. There are kids there. And if the camera comes on and you flip them off, you get kicked out. Do you know that from personal experience? No, but I know they do that at football games, and I'm pretty sure they also do it at basketball. I mean, it would, it's a little more intimate at basketball, so I bet you definitely get kicked yes. out. All right. That, well, that's Davis's, Davis's declassified guide Davis's, to the jungle. Uh, yeah, tips and tricks for the jungle. <laughs> so you can know that for Friday. Jungle veteran here. Friday for the next game, uh, same time, same place, 7 p.m. tip. And uh, line formation three hours before. Doors open 90 minutes before. You know the drill at this point. So uh, the jungle was back. I know Hillman, who is the president of the jungle, was super happy. He had a smile on his face pretty much the whole night Aww. to uh, to be a part of that and uh, didn't know how much he missed it is what he said uh, in a tweet, I think, after the game. So I thought it was fun. I thought Auburn Twitter being funny is back. Um, mm. uh, I know you, you you see a different side of it, Davis. but I'm a, I must be on the side that, like <laughs> – I must be on the bad side of it, just from know. the thing, the, just from the tweets it sends me. Justin Ferguson, Auburn Einstein, those, those, those. The, I don't know those two. The funny people. See, right? maybe, maybe, maybe I'm on. Maybe I've you're, been stuck on the on annoying a, side. You're on cynical Auburn Twitter, I guess. So yeah, those guys, they got jokes. Um, basketball jokes. I'm looking it Are up. funny. Um, Justin Ferguson, check him out. He's a, he's a very great journalist, and he's also very funny. Um, so. Auburn does defeat the Moorhead State Eagles visiting from the Ohio Valley Conference to kick off the season. Auburn goes 1-0 and will boast a 1-0 record until at least Friday. Uh, actually, until Friday because the record could change no matter what happens. Um, so Auburn did pretty well in the game. They had a field goal percentage of 46.4%, three-point percentage of 29%. They got 35 rebounds to Moorhead's 39, and they did very well on defense, uh, turning the ball over only six times, but snatching 17 from the uh, Eagles. On and it was pretty, pretty suffocating defense, especially in the first half for the Tigers. I think the high watermark of the Tigers' uh, domination over the Eagles was uh, was six minutes left in the first half. Auburn was up 35 to six on Moorhead, so. Pretty impressive there as they went on a deep scoring run. Uh, Moorhead sort of kept pace the rest of the way. It was about a 20-point lead for the most of the game, and then they pulled away a little bit at the end mm. to make it a 25-point lead. Heck yeah. It's good to see Auburn winning. I, there is a burning question I'd like to ask you, mm-hmm. and this also applies to Hillman even though he's not here. Mm-hmm. I know Hillman's one to get to the line very, very early, Yes, and you join him. I know y'all have been there at 3 a.m. before. I'm pretty sure I joined y'all mm-hmm. pretty shortly after that. But mm-hmm. do y'all have to wait in line like that since you're now jungle leadership? 
We do not because we're, because we're working. Um, so could you hire you hire interns to skip the line? We might be willing to, but it is a bit of a time commitment. So hmm. you, it, it may be interesting, more, maybe more than you bargained for. But uh, I think I feel like we can discuss this offline later. Hmm. Hey, you free tonight? <laughs> play the li- play play the button. Okay. Or don't play the button. I already did it. I already did the live version. This might be something else because these sometimes get overwritten. Hey, you free tonight? Yeah. It sounded just like me. It did. So who is that guy? I don't know. Um, so the game leaders in the game was uh, Wendell Green Jr., of course, for the Auburn Tigers. He had 19 points. No free throws, but he was 18 of 17 on his field goals. So good performance there by Wendell Green in his first home game. Uh, Auburn's had... Uh, 26 defensive rebounds, which mm. was awesome. They used their size to their advantage. Walker Kessler and Dylan Cardwell out there just using that big wingspan to grab those boards. And uh, very good. Very good, I think. They, they had, good at grabbing them? They got good good clamps um, on them? Dylan, Dylan uh, obviously, he's the lesser of the two. which and he's, he's a bench player, so that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, Walker Kessler, I mean, really just making his presence known. He was always taller than the guy next to him, so... That's a, that's a good advantage to have, especially in basketball. Uh, Auburn had nine three-pointers. It seemed like everybody was pulling up uh, for the three, and a lot of them were landing. So that was uh, good to see. It uh, harkens back to the uh, Auburn Tigers of old, um, shade to 2019 in that sense. But um, the offense was coming from all different kinds of uh, plays, from uh, screens to, to jumpers to uh, just – Drive into the basket, Wendell Green. If if the shot clock was winding down and he didn't have any looks from his teammates, he would just take it himself, and I can respect that. So, you know, I was just thinking about something. Hit me with it. You ever you you know SB Nation, of course. Everybody knows SB Nation. John Boyce. Yes, John Boyce. All the chart, other chart all the party. other folks. Chart party. They have the weird rules, crazy crazy moments. Yeah. Have you seen the one where the guy catfishes the or the 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 fans catfish the player when he comes to play him in basketball. I know of that story, but I have not heard, seen the video. The jungle have any diabolical plans in the works for players coming to visit? Mm. I know you can't discuss them, but give me a wink if you do. Yes. For our radio <laughs> listeners, I did wink. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there, there's going to be plenty of fun. There's, like, a lot of fun stuff coming up for the jungle. So if you're a student and you have not been able to uh, come to a game for the past two years for obvious reasons. I highly encourage you to uh, see see if it's in your, see if it's in your pocketbook or uh, uh, calendar, I guess, to uh, make it to a game at some point this season, especially a conference game, because uh, Bruce Bruce says it better than anybody else that the home court advantage in basketball is so yes. much greater than it is in football or any other sport, especially at the collegiate level, because we are, you know spitting distance not that i would spit on anybody the players can hear you yes it's a it it is a very intimate experience it's just up to them if they choose to ignore you some of them will interact there has been a ref that interacted with bay before after (laughs) all that was very funny there's been a um uh member a member of the brotherhood of law officers that have interacted with hillman as well and there was the really tall tennessee player that interacted with me and bay So, yeah, I mean, if, if that's not an incentive to come on down to an Auburn basketball game, I don't know what is. But, yeah, Bruce loves the students. He will uh, he will treat you right if you are uh, lucky enough to attend a game. 
and uh, the Auburn Jungle will do whatever we can to help you out and have a good time at the game. I mean, it's a great experience. We have our own concession stand. We have our own bathrooms. It's it's mm. great. The student the students have a pretty sweet deal here at Auburn, so take advantage of it if you haven't already. Have the in game festivities changed any? Like you know, like the putt putt or the the putt or the half court shot okay, or the d- pizza thing. They did not do the putt, but. Uh, Insider information: As I was putting away the uh, the banner, the Fear of the Jungle banner, uh, in the in the bowels of the Auburn Arena, I did see the the placard that you put into. Mm. So uh, maybe they're just saving that for big games. Like they can't give away a car every game, you know. So interesting. I don't think their insurance will let them have Dude, the pot- new car every game. have the potential. Has anybody to- ever done it? I've yes, I have seen somebody do it. I've seen somebody I saw do it. Live. Really close, my last game. When I was in high school, uh, I came to a game against Mississippi State in what had to have been 2015 or 16, and I saw somebody make it. Heck yeah! So uh, they have the the cookie, the you know the the full moon cookie shuffle. Yeah, yeah. So that's a classic. Um, the one we get the chips at the bag if you do something. Remember that one? No chips. No crunch of the game. No, it's a different one. Oh, uh, what? What's what's the chips? I remember like one time they were doing something and they gave this guy like a box and he opened it. Was just two bags of chips in it. Oh, or something. it was the that's the, that was like the Grubhub delivery, yeah. <laughs> the game day delivery. And that, then they walk around and give like chips to kids and stuff. Okay, no, none of that. But there was also um, the make a make a layup, make a free throw, make yeah. a half court shot. That was, that's classic. That's every, a, I mean, every every basketball team. has And to they do did. That. They have not done my favorite, which is the one where they make the kids uh, do like a a drill and also put on a jersey and run across the yeah, court. Yeah, that's a good one. So we'll see. I'm sure that uh that will that will ramp up as uh, conference play opens and we get deeper into uh, the non con schedule as we move on to 2022, which is uh, amazing to believe we're already there. So we're looking forward to that, and we're looking forward to seeing you at the Auburn Jungle. Hope to have Jacob Hillman on later this week to discuss his big plans for the uh, loudest roar in the country. That is our student section here at Auburn University. So uh, there's another game coming up on Friday evening. If you are not busy, or if you are busy, clear your schedule and come out to the game. It starts at 7 p.m. It is against the University of Louisiana Monroe Warhawks. It will uh, be a tip at 7, so that means the gates will open at 5.30, which means the line officially begins forming at 4 p.m. But insider secret, if you want a floor seat, you're going to have to get there a little earlier than that. Mm-hmm. So uh, enjoy the game if you are coming, and I uh, hope to see you there. I will be there, and uh, I might just hand you a shaker if, uh, if you come on down. So that is what's up with Auburn basketball. When we come back, Champions Classic in Madison Square Garden and a whole lot more went down as college hoops kicked off. Josh Rothstein will not be sleeping until May because college basketball is back, baby. Uh, we will talk about that and a whole lot more on the other side of this break. We've got plenty more to get to as you're hanging out with Jack and Davis here on a Wednesday morning on the Big 91, WEGL 91.1 FM. You're listening to Compact Discourse. We'll be hanging out with you until 10 a.m. this morning. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside 
Davis Carroll, we were hanging out with you on a Wednesday morning here on the Plains. It is a lovely day outside. Let's head over to your Auburn weather report. It is currently in Auburn, Alabama as of 8.45 a.m., 58 degrees and sunny. It's going to be clear skies throughout the day. 75 degrees is your high. 53 degrees is your low. So get out in the sun and enjoy it while you still can. Uh, blitz ball tonight, potentially, for me and Davis. Possibly. Uh, might be throwing some uh, some smoke. See about making a strike zone soon. Yeah, I, I'm getting an ad for it right now. Uh, no, as, no way. Yeah. A strike zone? Yeah, strike Were you zone. looking them up earlier? I was looking them up uh, yes- okay. yesterday, actually. Those things are expensive. That's why we got to make our own out of PVC and sheet metal for like 10 bucks. All right, well... Okay. I have the I have the recipe. You got the recipe. I got the recipe. Uh, 65 degrees is going to be your morning temperature. Your afternoon temp will get up to 70 degrees as it will be nice and warm in the sun. Your overnight temp as clouds roll in will be 57 degrees with an overnight temp of 54. There's a cross-country cold front uh, stretching all the way from the Canadian to Mexican border that is sweeping across mm. the country from west to east so auburn is going to be caught up in that uh, sometime soon it could bring some rain but uh, right now the rain is in the uh, mississippi river valley type area thunderstorms in the oklahoma city area so we might be getting that in a few days but saturday looks like it's going to be a nice day for football but we'll get to that in your 10 day in just a second as for the rest of the day your, your sunset has uh, climbed one minute earlier into the day it will be 4 43 p.m tonight uh, winds will be negligible, UV index 2 out of 10. The moon is still waxing. It's a waxing crescent. High visibility today, you can see 10 miles in any direction. If you stand on top of the Haley Center, 76% humidity on the day. Heading over to your 10-day forecast, what do we, can we expect for the Mississippi State game on Saturday? Uh, on Thursday, that's tomorrow, we will be seeing a little bit of rain, 80% chance of rain and 10-mile-per-hour wind. Looks like just showers, though, no thunderstorms. High of 71, low of 46 Excuse me. So pack your galoshes and uh, your what? Your galoshes. What is that? Like rain boots. I've never heard them called a galosh before. Look up galoshes. How you spell it? Like, probably like it sounds. G O L A S. The only word like that I know is ganache. It's probably lashes with a G O at the beginning. Uh, on Friday it will be 69 degrees Whoa. is your high. 43 will be your low. Six percent chance of rain. Six mile per hour wind. And then on Saturday, as Auburn kicks off against Mississippi State in a crucial conference game. It will be 57 degrees during the day and sunny at night. It will cool off all the way down to 34 degrees. Might hit freezing for the first time on Saturday night. And if you're getting up early for work on Saturday, if you're like uh, Hillman or Grayson or potentially me who have to work on uh, at the football game for an 11 o'clock kick, it will be cold indeed. So uh, be sure to dress warm for the Mississippi State game coming up on Saturday afternoon, evening. Galoshes Morning. are the rubber thing you wear for your shoe to keep them protected. Oh, so it's not a rain boot? No. But if you look up galosh, rain boots do come up because I think they might be just, you know, the public consciousness got a hold of it. Frankenstein's, After all. Frankenstein's galoshes. Yeah. They also came up, galoshes is a high heel croc. The first thing for me. It's like a shoe shoe. Yeah. It's a shoe for, it's like, you remember, you remember Clyde with the Chance of Meatballs? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I see where you're going with that. <laughs> there you go. It, need I say any more? Need you say more? All right. So yeah. So bring pack your galoshes. The the point still stands. All right. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll head on over. Oh, that was your uh, your Auburn weather report. So I hope that was useful to your to your day if, as you go about your day. Um, so rain tomorrow. Uh, beautiful day on Saturday. That's about all you need to know. For Eagle weather.
And oh. with that, we will jump right in with our limited time left in this first hour. We will talk about the college basketball scoreboard as college basketball uh, tipped off last night. Almost said kicked off, man. Um, welcome in to the scoreboard, folks. Last night it was the Gonzaga Bulldogs, number one in the country, blowing out the Dixie State uh, Buffalo, I think, 97-63. to 63 victorious members of the Western Athletic Conference. UCLA, number two in the country. They beat Cal State University Bakersfield 95-58. Kansas wins over Michigan State in the Champions Classic in Madison Square Garden. 87-74 blows out the Spartans and that one. Villanova victorious over Mount St. Mary's 40-point win. Villanova scores 91. Justin Moore for Villanova gets 27 points in that one. Texas defeats Houston Baptist 92-48. Wow. Uh, number seven, Purdue defeats Bellarmine at 96-67. In the Champions Classic, Duke gets a narrow victory over number 10, Kentucky. Number nine, Duke wins 79-71. Illinois, number 11, they beat Jackson State 71-47. Memphis defeats Tennessee Tech 89-65. Number 13, Oregon beats Texas Southern 83-66, Alabama gets a big win over Louisiana Tech, 93-64 in Coleman Coliseum. Houston defeats Hofstra narrowly uh, in overtime, actually 83-75. Go the Cougars over the Hofstra Pride. Number 17, 16, rather, Arkansas survives a scare against Mercer, 74-61 inside of Bud Walton. In Ohio, it was the Akron Zips taking Oklahoma, Ohio State to the wire, 66-67. Tennessee defeats UT Martin, 90-62. UNC defeats Loyola, Maryland, 83-67. Maryland defeats Quinnipiac by this, almost the same score, 83-69. Number 22, Auburn is victorious over Moorhead State, 77-54. St. Bonnie defeats Siena, 75-47 in that one. Number 23, St. Bonnie. And UConn almost hits the century mark as they defeat Central Connecticut 99-48. Your final game of the night was a big upset as the number 25 Virginia Cavaliers fell to the midshipmen of Navy 66-58. So it's a good day when Auburn wins and Virginia loses, if you ask me. And that's going to do it for your uh, college football scoreboard. Hope you enjoyed that. And uh, are now learning about the top 25, how they fared in their opening matchups. It was uh, pretty much chalk all the way down, except... uh, Except for Virginia, they lost. Midshipmen. Virginia is known for blowing, uh, winning, uh-huh. Lo- uh-huh. losing to underdogs. There we go. Wichita, Wichita State uh, is the uh, headline team from last night. They win with a pull-up three from the logo. Tyson Etienne of the Shockers hits a deep three with 1.6 left as Wichita State holds off Jacksonville State in their opener. So the Shockers... Team to watch, or at least just watch this play, because it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So, uh, from the logo, well, though, I mean, from the logo barely means anything these days, because the logos are so dang big, but... Still, it's pretty difficult. I mean, Very difficult. One or two feet off the three-point line is pretty difficult. Logo. It takes a lot more strength than you think. Once you once you get that three-point, like... The ball's pretty heavy. Muscle memory down, once you move a foot or two back, it takes a lot more... Trust me, I've tried. I'm okay. really bad. I'm really bad at those logo shots. Why should I trust you then? Because I because I know how hard they are. Okay, fair enough. All right, that was your college basketball scoreboard. Uh, like Josh Rothstein says on Twitter, we sleep in May now, folks, because 
It's going to be wall-to-wall excitement all the way through the winter and into the spring for college basketball, especially if you're a fan of the Auburn Tigers who are looking to put together another deep March Madness run. With that, we will head to a break here at 9 a.m. When we come back, there will be more to discuss as we move along with the week. Happy Hump Day. Almost there, getting ready for another exciting weekend, action-packed weekend. I hope you're uh, visiting your friends and having a good week so far as it's uh, plenty, plenty of good days left in the year, so let's not waste them. We'll be right back with some more of the show, getting right up to the top of the hour. It is 9 a.m., so keep it right here on WEGL. We will be uh, hanging out with you for another hour until 10 a.m., So once again, go get yourself a cup of coffee, enjoy the morning, and thank you for choosing to spend your morning with us here on Compact Discourse right here on the Big 91, WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn Student Run Radio since 1971. That's us. We'll be back in five minutes with the rest of the show. Gentlemen, this is FM 91. W-E-G-L, Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart. Going alongside Davis and now Grayson hanging out with us on a Wednesday morning, welcoming you in. On this 10th day of November 2021, it is the top of the hour, 9 a.m. Hope you enjoyed that break away from us. If you're just now joining us, welcome into the show. Thank you for choosing to spend your Wednesday morning with us here on Auburn Student Run Radio Station here, broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin Studios here in the Auburn Student Center here on the campus of the Auburn University. So welcome into the show. Got plenty to discuss. We talked Auburn basketball in the first hour as the Auburn Jungle was able to return in full force for the first time since March 4th, 2020. So a, quite a time off and came back with a vengeance last night as they were loud. And the Tigers trounced the Moorhead State Eagles 77-54. to If you want to hear the stats and analysis on that one, you can go back to the first hour by listening to our podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Compact Discourse and find that first hour. Me and Davis chatted it up. Uh, we might have Hellman on later the week to uh, get the real breakdown all the ins and outs, if you will. All right, with that, we're going to jump right into the second hour of the show. At this point, I would like to remind you that if you want to get your opinion on the show, you can uh, go ahead and call in, 334-844-9345. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can simply just tweet at us, at CDISCAU, at C-D-I-S-C-A-U, and uh, we can uh, read your opinion live on the show. Get it right to us. I got it right here in front of me. All right, so with that, we will jump right in. Davis, I know you have a – well, let me. I got to ask Grayson, what's up? How you doing? You making it? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been better. I've been worse. Um, I slept yeah. a little late this morning because I'm working every night this week. But, hey, I'm getting paid. I'm getting through it. Yeah, yeah. I saw Grayson at work last night. Yeah, Jack it, and I, for once, we, are at work at we the had same a, place. We had a weird work moment. It was a crossover. Well, it's because I was putting out a fire, not quite literally, and running around, and Jack was holding a banner. So, I don't know. It was a tense who moment. Was the, who was I also had earplugs in. <laughs> Who's the person that you said, I'm trying to put out a fire, and they didn't realize, they'd never heard the phrase? I think it was JP. Well, unsurprising. It, it was someone like that. Where it was they, someone in Weeko, I know that. Or, or you know what, it might have been one of the new, the later new hires, so it might have been like uh, Ella or Maddie. I don't know. I, I, I remember, remember that was that still moment. funny. It was still funny pretty regardless. Fu- funny. They thought yeah. you actually put out a fire, is the joke there. 
I don't know. Sometimes that's what it feels like. Hey, sometimes. Hey, that's why they that's why they call it that. All right, well, yeah. So I did I did bump into Grayson last night at work. It was a a silly moment, mm-hmm. if you will. Very goofy. Um, not 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 was not on my my Tuesday night bingo card. But I think Davis has something he'd like to share with us. All right, fellas. So it is November currently, and some some people would say it is currently November tenth for the record. Some people would say that it is Thanksgiving season. First of all, is it Thanksgiving season or are we, all, are we looking ahead to Christmas? It's November. Okay. It's, we got, I, I we won't got even call it Thanksgiving season answer. because that is the week of, right? That's when you're, you're on mm-hmm. break. That's fair. Okay. But in my opinion, it is November. It's autumn. Like, put the gourds out, you know? Yeah. The gourds. How can you see a gourd around here? It's gourd like, time. you know, after Halloween, you turn the jack-o'-lanterns around so they just become pumpkins. It's like, it's Get that season. Get the cornucopias season. out. Excuse me, Jack? You have the. I get what he's saying. The plastic, what? the plastic, not the. Oh, like, the plastic. Like, pump. yeah. If you have like a pumpkin decoration in your home, okay. Just, yeah, uh, all right, I understand. It's a jack o' lantern. It's still seasonally. You can turn it around, and now it's just a pumpkin. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand. I thought you were talking about literal jack o' lanterns, yes. like carved, just a black <laughs> just, mass, just on rotting your porch. on your steps. It's been done before. Uh, nothing says Thanksgiving like a rotting pumpkin. So yes, uh, I would say it's autumn indeed, Davis. Okay, so for the sake of this segment, I'm gonna I'm gonna take take the stance and look ahead to next month because it is almost it's about a month away from Christmas season, or it's actually probably about 20 days from Christmas season after the day after Thanksgiving is when Christmas season officially starts for a lot of people. Correct. And even on Thanksgiving, I used to work at a Christmas tree farm, so mm-hmm. I have I have a lot of connection here. Spoiler alert: this segment's about Christmas trees. <laughs> people would come on Thanksgiving. And get their Christmas trees like a tradition, mm-hmm. which is I, I think that's legit. I, I, I never did that. Okay. I think that's okay. I don't have an issue we, with we that. We usually wait longer, but I think that's yeah. okay. I think it's I think it's a fun tradition. I personally don't do that. My family has an issue with just waiting too long, and then we get like the bad batch of trees, the ones that lean a little bit, or the ones that are too tall. You have to cut off the top. You know how it goes. But uh, when do y'all get your Christmas trees? And when when do you prefer to, and when do you actually? So our typical one is the week after Thanksgiving. Okay. So we will wait just a little bit. And for reference, I also used to work at a Christmas tree lot. So like, <laughs> we had the discounted lots. I would usually be working the whole day on Thanksgiving yeah. or the day after Thanksgiving when we'd start. But yeah, is that a typically uh, wait until the week after? Is that a Boy Scout thing? Yeah. Okay. It, that's Mine a, was that's not. a big thing in the Birmingham area. We were one of the satellite lots. Awesome. In Mobile, baseball teams did that. Like baseball teams for school did. That. I'm sure y'all have them. Were you the too. baseball team? No, I was. My family, my my great uncle and my adjacent family own a Christmas tree farm, and I worked on it. Davis belongs to the Christmas tree bourgeoisie. I am. That's yeah. right. He has. Christmas, I had to cut him down. Got Christmas tree. Money. We got him shipped in from North Carolina. I can't wait to eat Davis. Uh, no, it's revolution. just Christmas trees. To inherit. <laughs> I'm not rich. I just sold Christmas trees. Inherit the Christmas tree fortune. You're rich in Christmas no! trees. No. <laughs> well, look. I did. That was in my dream last night. Talking about the Christmas trees was in my dream last night. That's why I thought of it. Thank you, Jack. You helped me. You helped me exhume a uh, exhume a dream like just mo- now. It's like memento over here. But this year is going to be the last year for this for the family Christmas tree farm. So do they run out? No. <laughs> the the person that don't 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 worry about it. It's too much. To no, explain. you can talk about. Okay, it on look, the my, air. Great it's uncle, funny. my great uncle, my great uncle that owned it passed away, and they're not able to. They don't want to keep it going. You made a social yeah. faux pas, Jack. <laughs> I don't have an issue talking about it. I'm not sure why it's be, it makes good radio talking about my my my, my late uncle's un- my, death. My, my late great uncle. 
Well, uh, I will say that I think the uh, the the story <laughs> oh, I was mom's not listening to this. The, the story I was pitched as a child is that my dad is allergic to Christmas trees. What? So uh, you we, could get a different type of Christmas tree. We we've done artificial um, for my whole life. We've never had a real tree, um, and I don't think we do a tree anymore uh, since we've moved house. So um, what I will say is that. There is merit to the uh, Christmas tree farm on Thanksgiving idea. Um, my Where we do Thanksgiving at my grandmother's house now is actually within walking distance of a Christmas tree mm. farm, also uh, owned by my extended family. However, I've never been employed by this uh, said farm. But um, a fond memory I have for the past couple of years is after um, Thanksgiving dinner's over around 3.30, um, walking over to the Christmas tree farm and seeing extended family and then by the time we get there there's like other people pulling up in their silverados with the ready to strap them down to the roof and tear off into the thanksgiving evening that seems like a better area around for thanksgiving for me we always go to like a church with my 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 my, da- my dad's parents on a thursday no it's just like we don't go to mass it's just like a church oh. they rent out and we eat there and it's just surrounded by a graveyard <laughs> So, like, awesome. after you eat, you walk outside, there's a little playground, a little basketball court, and just a vast graveyard right behind the you church. you hooping on Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving sounds cool. Yeah, I'm hooping on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, man. But the thing is, if the ball bounces off the court, it rolls down a hill into the road, like a very oh, long hill. Well, better than the graveyard, question mark? Well, the graveyard, <laughs> to, if it bounces into the graveyard, there's not even, like, a fence around the graveyard. It's right there. I think our... It's crazy. Our Thanksgiving discussion was not when we would get the tree. It was always how tall of a tree we would get. Yeah. Because mm. the the trees at our lot, you know, they come in all different sizes, mm-hmm. but they were tagged with a colored tag. Ours were too. So red trees <laughs> were about six feet tall. Yeah. Um, blue trees were like seven feet and up. And my dad would always like poke my mom and be like, "You want to get a blue this year? You want to go for it? You want to go for it? Pull the trigger on the blue and tree." <laughs> I think one year she like wasn't here during the Christmas tree buying window, and my dad brought a blue. Yeah, <laughs> and it completely filled our living room. It was borderline like the Griswold tree. Yeah, borderline Griswold tree. And you know what? We only got blues after that for the entire time. Yeah, they were blue pills. I, I love getting the real Christmas tree. Obviously, it's it's a lot more fun. It's a more more of an experience, but it's they shed so much. Yeah. You heard, you heard of the tips and tricks to keep them alive it's longer? Like inviting. Oh, we sold the stuff. You you, hold, you have the stuff. You put sprite <laughs> in the you put sprite in the the water thing. It keeps it alive longer. Well, that's not true. Not true. Don't do that. <laughs> Christmas tree chat has uh, proven to be a much deeper well that we can pull from. <laughs> so what's so it talking about? We might just continue this on the other side of a break. We got to hit a break right here. It is nine fifteen. Thank you for hanging out with us on Compact Discourse. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside. Davis and Grayson. We'll be back in about two minutes with some more of the show, so keep it right here on the Big 91 Superstations for 50 years now. Since 1971, it is at WEGL 91.1 FM. Keep it right here. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Joined by Davis and Grayson. We are with you here. Coming at you live from the Harold Melton Student Center on the first floor here in the student media suite. We are uh, hanging out. 
It is the 10th day of the 11th month of the year. Veterans Day is tomorrow. It will be raining tomorrow as well, so mm. plan accordingly. Uh, it will be a beautiful weekend, though, so uh, enjoy that. Just just deal with the rain for one day. Get your galoshes out, as mm. I said earlier in the show. And, your ganaches. Uh, are you familiar with a galosh? Grayson? Yeah, I know. I mean, I've never used them because I'm an adult, but I, I know what they are. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like a like a Yankee thing. Be a man. Get your shoes wet. I guess it's like, I think it's a snow thing more than yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would make sense. Just, just, we just wear boots down here. We should wear some rain boots. I, I just bring a, I bring a change of shoes. Yeah. Dur- I just walk in them. I, I grow up. During monsoon season on campus, I just wear sandals. Like, that's, that's my that's solution fair. to that problem. Dry quickly. Don't worry about getting wet. Interesting. But it's also warm enough during Auburn monsoon season. All right. Well, I think that's a, that's a fair assessment of the situation. No galoshes needed, but uh, do, do plan. Get your, get your bean boots out, I guess, is the, uh, the southern equivalent of that. Bean boots. <laughs> the main hunting shoe, if you will. Eat doggy. Uh, all right. So uh, we, got, we got Christmas trees to talk about still. Davis is going to tell you how to keep the, uh, the, the bristles on your tree. For There's, months to come. Just keep it watered is the main thing. Don't put Sprite in it. Do not put Sprite in it. It does not work. Don't buy those products because they also don't work very yeah, well. I, I was always skeptical. of the, Even though we sold it, I was skeptical of the It's just like stuff. water with some chemicals in it. I, I don't remember what it was called. Like I, We would I push it. But we had them. Keep your tree. Did you sell any other tree accessories at your lot? We, yeah, we, we sold ferns. Is that what that? No, not ferns. A uh, reef? Like reefs, thank you. I don't know why I said fern. Yeah, wreath. 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 Uh, we also wreath. sold flocked trees. You could get your tree flocked. Ooh. And did what that is, stay on on the highway? Yeah. It what is on. flocked? So it looks like, like it, snow. It looks like snow. Oh. And there was a guy, we had a guy named Major, who taught me, who's one of, one of my favorite people ever. Like sometimes since I, I had worked there longest, I'd just be able to run the place by myself. Like they just go to work. And I'd, I'd, on like the later days of the season, I'd work there by myself, like on December 24th. I'd be just me, one other person, and then Major would be there. We'd just play cards all day. He saw me. He taught me so many card games. He's one of my favorite people ever. He's awesome. And he's the one that flocks the trees, and he'd end up just covered in the flock, and his shoes would be filled with it. And I swear if he didn't wear a mask, he probably would have dropped dead from all the flock. He'd breathe yeah. it in by now. We had a – I think our big thing was by the end of the season, of course we're Boy Scouts. We carried knives, mm-hmm. and it's a bunch of kids running around. And it was our job to tie the trees on. Yeah, we're we did cutting that too. twine and all that. But our knives would just end up covered in sap yes. by the end of the season. Oh, like I distinctly worst. remember taking my Leatherman, which I've had for years, still works, and just dumping it into a big thing of acetone at the end of the season to just dissolve the sap off and doing that every single year. The trick we use, we had Germex bottles everywhere. Yeah. Like, you put the Germex on, you'd rub it off. Yeah. But the thing, the, for my first three years, I cut down the trees. The last two I worked up, or maybe the last three, I think I worked there for more. I don't know. I'd worked up front, and I'd like like you did. You pick up the trees, you shake them off, you tie them to the top of a car. But my first few years, I was on a four wheeler in the back, which is where we grow all the trees, and I'd cut them down for people by hand. And the yeah. saw would be so covered in sap by the end of it, you couldn't even like you could not even move it through the tree. It was the worst. Yeah, we didn't it was a good grow, workout. We didn't grow our own. Um, we had to. Did you have like a display area where your trees were on spikes, or did you use yeah. a more okay? Like you, we stuck the things in the ground, and then what we'd have to do is like you'd pick it up over your head, yeah, throw it down on the spike, and then you'd you'd un, first you'd cut it out the the, the net first, and then you'd throw it down, and you'd tie it around it. 
We had a big scary drill. Very that They're a lot heavier than they look, and we also had the drill. The tree yeah. on. and we'd be like, I hated that. Go, thing. go more to the left, go more to the right. Go, yeah. and then you also have the shaker to shake all the bugs and stuff out. It sounds like we worked at the same place, Grayson. I don't know. I mean, I feel like know. I feel like it's pretty standard for Christmas tree farms yeah. to kind of have all the same accoutrement. Nope, it's can't like, use that there. No, you're you're, you're correct. Accoutrements for works. clothing, trappings, trappings on clothes. Yeah. We looked up. It's the same vibes everywhere. They're always sketchy and yeah, you know. They're run by the tree bourgeoisie like you. <laughs> lots of wood. Whatever. Um, lots they, of wood. I'll tell you what, those trees burn fast. If you set yeah, them on they fire, do. it's <laughs> don't, awesome. Don't smoke next to your Christmas tree. Cypress or er, er, firs, they will light up if you even give them a little spark. It's crazy. Firs are also the only trees worth having. We had we had two varieties. Firs, the one worth having, and the other one just like was prickly and awful to deal with. We had ferns, cypress. Uh, not cypress. We had fern, pine, f- uh, fir, pine. pine, fir again. Not fir again. Pine again. Fir. Oh, what's it called? Tree. Spruce. Leland. I think it spruce is a, no, was, it was the one a cypress. Was it was a cypress. And then we had one that if you got under to cut it, it would cut your face up. Yeah, I think that worst. was spruce. I hated that. Like thing. your face would be done because like, you had to like lay under there to cut it. And there's balsam. always ant beds under there. Oh, Bal- balsam fir. Nah. We, Fraser fir, Fraser fir, Canaan fir, Douglas Fraser fir, Douglas pine, Grand Leland fir, cypress, and whatever the last one Conkler was. Conkler fir, white pine, Scotch pine, Virginia pine, now, spruce, spruce, Norway spruce. E- even being a man of the cloth, as far as <laughs> uh, real trees are concerned, I think artificial trees do have a lot of merit. I do too. Like like you said, they're a ton of work. You have to like, keep them in your attic. They're up so much space. I'm. T- oh, you're talking about the real ones. Yeah. <laughs> Artificial ones take like twenty minutes. Yeah, that's why I was being sa- yeah, I was being I was being sardonic about how much work they take. The real yeah. ones take a lot of work. Yes, like, and then they'll sit on your front porch forever after you take them out. You gotta water that thing. You gotta dispose of. You gotta hope some twelve-year-old knows his knots well enough and cares about your life. I learned so and, many knots. And isn't are. a frequent smoker. Yeah, which many twelve-year-olds <laughs> are these days. I learned so many knots working at that Christmas tree farm. One of my favorite ones is the come along. Where you like the, the or the trucker's hitch? I mean, yeah, it's come along is a, a different tool. Yeah, not chat. <laughs> All right, uh, another another point of contention on Christmas trees is often the disposal process. We just leave it on the front porch for like four months. We would, and then you finally, and then they're finally okay. Let's burn it. My parents, that's how they so do it. Because we lived in society, um, we <laughs> yeah, would, I lived in the country. We would toss ours off our back deck and then drag it into a trailer, and I think we. The, the same people that sold the trees had, like, a recycling program mm. where you could take them to a central location and they'd dispose of them, I assume, by wood chipping them and making sawdust. Yeah. But another uh, another method is often put to use is putting them in uh, in bodies of water because fish like trees. I would like trees. to try that. Interesting. I'm curious about that. I've never seen it done. I've heard about it every they year. They make uh, every time. Yeah, they, they like to congregate around uh, Christmas trees, and then there that begets a better fishing spot later in the year. That's cool. Another thing. Oh, so once you get your Christmas tree up, obviously we put you put stuff on it, right? Fair, fair, fair enough. Ornaments, ornaments, lights, the angel on top, if you or the star on top, depending on S- your popcorn stance. on a string. <laughs> a rat I, I never in got a book that. with a cookie. I I, I want to ask yeah, y'all. Yeah, because it's not the 1800s. Yeah, I want to ask y'all like, about no, the lights yeah. and stuff. But I just want to say first, because you always put the ugly ornaments on the back of the tree against the wall so nobody sees, right? Wrong. That's what my parents do. Uh, We're like, uh, at this point, why not just not put them up if you're going to put them on the back of the tree so nobody can see them? Uh, oh, yes, agreed. All right. 
all the ugliest ornaments are all the most handmade ones that have the funniest like little kid story attached to them. Yeah, those are different. Those are different. Like homemade ones, but like my parents just have some like ugly ones. That, like that my just have like because the... my, my mom does a thing where like every year she'd buy us a new ornament for like something that we did that year she'd buy us one or like before we were born they just buy one my mom my my dad and her mm-hmm. just like a fun one. And then, like, some of them are just really ugly. First, and I was first, like, okay, we're putting that one on the back of the tree. I'm like, just don't put it up at all yeah. at that point. We we always set ours up in a corner, and I always disagreed with putting any ornaments back there. Yeah, there's, nobody, there's no point to it. Were you, you ever... Uh, are y'all colorful lights or white lights? Colorful lights. Colorful lights, good tr- take. Tr- Christmas trees are a great time to be gaudy. This is no time for Jack? keeping up appearances. Our artificial tree had white lights. Oh, okay, that's a goodness. little separate. Hard, hardwired. But was your house all white, too? Yes. Um, have you been to Jack's house? No, you haven't been to Jack's haven't. house. Before. I'm talking about like what? Uh, I don't know. Is it like a Art Deco? It, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm just making really fun of your house. I don't remember seeing it. I don't remember the color of the lights. I'm sorry, Miss Hart. I don't. I'm not meaning to make fun of your house. I'm just giving Jack a few rib shots here. Well, this is worth this is worth discussing Christmas aesthetics in general because there is clean Christmas. Yes. Right. White I'm not lights, a big fan everything of everything tidy, like vacuumed carpet. Yes. And oh, there you, vacuum, is, you have to vacuum. We live here Christmas, <laughs> where like it's multicolored lights and everything's a mess, and you're just sort of having fun because it's the only time you see family. So I year. think like it's. I think there's a parallel between the type of like design you make of your in your your house, like your inner uh your your interior design, mm-hmm. and the type of Christmas tree you use. Like if you have like the the white lights, the gold, only the gold ornaments, no like fun looking ornaments. I think you're also gonna have like the the barn door, sliding door, the 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 wicker baskets, <laughs> the, the Waco aesthetic. Yes, the white the white walls. You know what I'm talking. You get it. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. But I I personally, if I had a house, it would be every free for all in there. It'd, it'd look good, but it'd be everything I want on the walls, and it, I'd have colorful lights for the Christmas tree, crazy ornaments. I have a Pirates of the Caribbean one where he sings Pirates Life for Me and he's holding the he's holding the key and he's holding the bone to the dog. Fun fact. Yeah, that's how we've worked for the most part. I mean, we have like tidy areas of our house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my mom is also like a I go to estate sales and don't think anything's weird yeah, you about just, those. Yeah, put it put them um, up. Like she collects antiques and stuff. Um my dad worked in the basement and just kept a motorcycle in his office for a year because he ran out of garage space. And like it's <laughs> You know, we we don't have a very manicured aesthetic, but I think that makes it feel a lot more comfy. I've watched so many like house design shows with my mom. I've just started to like not like the open floor plan. Yeah, we're gonna knock out this wall and we go open floor. You know, like let's like put up a beam. like the chip and jo- I the like chip, chip and, and Joe, Joe where, where they're yeah. like, yeah, let's put the let's put the let's lots, put the, lots of white the brick. barn door yeah, white lots, lots of white brick and wrought iron. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan. Think about it. Iron. It looks like they're trying to look make it look like a barn. Live in a barn. Protect <laughs> society. <laughs> All right, we're going to head to a quick break. And when we come back, we will continue our discussion here. Still plenty to get to on this second hour of the show. Hope you're enjoying your hump day so far. And thank you for choosing to spend your Wednesday morning with us here on Compact Discourse. We've got some silly news to discuss as we uh, are want to do later on in the show, including potentially another loose animal story. If you uh, joined us yesterday, we have another one. Another animal got loose. So uh, continue to listen to us for that, as well as you never know what will happen as we uh, continue the show here on Compact Discourse. We'll be back in about two minutes with the remainder of the show, so don't go anywhere. You may have hoodwinked everyone else in this backwater town, but you can't fool me. I listen to public radio.
Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I am your host, Jack Hart, coming at you live from the Harold Belton Student Center here on the campus of Auburn University. We're going to hit your weather report. It's the bottom of the hour, 9.33 a.m. at a 66 degrees and sunny outside on this beautiful autumn day. High of 74, low of 53 today. Uh, your afternoon temp is going to get up to 70 as the sun comes out. Clouds will be rolling in, though, as we have a 57 per, uh, 57 degrees is your evening temperature with 54 overnight temp. Won't be as cold as yesterday, but uh, there's that cold front moving across the country, so we will see some rain as a result of that. 15% chance of rain tonight as we hit 54 degrees. You might wake up to some rain tomorrow as well as uh, by about uh, 6 p.m. Central Time tomorrow, we may be having some rain showers. Looking ahead at uh, the rest of the day, your sun is going to set at 4.43 p.m. That gets earlier and earlier every day as a result of daylight savings time. Very high visibility. You should be able to see about 10 miles in every direction if you get up to a high enough vantage point. UV index sitting at 3, dew point at 50, humidity at 56%, if you're able to decipher what those numbers mean. The moon phase is a waxing crescent, so... Uh, it will be a full moon, hopefully, by the end of the month if everything goes according to plan. Your 10-day forecast looking ahead to the rest of the week and the weekend. Thursday, tomorrow, it will be rainy. Tomorrow is Veterans Day, so uh, celebrate accordingly. Uh, a 10-mile-per-hour wind, 80% chance of rain. Showers, no thunderstorm. High of 72, low of 47 as uh, we approach the holiday tomorrow. Friday, the sun will return. It will be clear skies, 70 degrees and sunny. High of 70, low of 44, so the cold temperatures may return on Friday. End of the weekend, if you're waking up early to go to work, like Hillman and Grayson and myself, for that 11 a.m. kickoff against Mississippi State, it will be sunny and cold, 57 degrees in the sunshine, probably a little bit colder in the morning, and in the night, it will get down to 34 on Saturday evening, so we might hit freezing for the first time uh, this autumn season as a uh, the moon will rise at 2.02 p.m. on Saturday. Little little trivia for you there. All right, that's going to do it for your Auburn weather report. So I hope that was useful to you, and I hope you take that information out into the world with you and use it effectively. For Eagle weather. You can also listen to WEGL for weather updates at the top of every hour. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Um, I'm excited I'm for Silly News. Joined by Grayson, joined by Davis. Uh, ah, we're ready for Silly News already. Uh, my favorite part of the second hour every day is when we get to go to the Silly News website. All right, eight camels, one llama, escape circus to wander the Madrid streets. Whoa! This happened uh, yesterday. The camels. Yesterday, uh, a group of eight camels and one llama escaped from a circus in Spain and wandered the streets of Madrid before being rounded up by police. The Spanish National Police said the animals were found wandering the streets of the capital about 5 a.m., and the officers rounded them up and returned them to the circus. The Gran Circo Quieros said the animals escaped after an act of sabotage by an animal rights activist. The exact nature of the sabotage was not specified. The circus of the camels and llama were not injured during their time on the loose. So if you uh, joined us yesterday, you heard tale of a moose on the loose, and now that has escalated um, to eight camels on the loose. So 16 humps, eight camels, one llama on the loose in Madrid last night. I wonder if they have fun. You can go to at Policia Nacional on Instagram to see a picture of the cattle roundup. I got to see Oh, this. my goodness. I wonder they got if them. they had fun. Good job, Davis. <laughs> they got them. Uh, Real big thinking there. They got <laughs> I want to know what they did. Policia Nacional, you got it, Davis? Uh, that's the Dominican Republic. 
All right. Uh, so yeah, camels escape from the circus. Well, I guess we're freed from the circus. Yeah, I'd say free. If Liberated. It was, if it was hey, actually sabotaged, and that's not tonight? just like a yeah, you know, a, a false not a false flag operation, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of like uh, when the USS Maine exploded in Havana Harbor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this picture they seem to be pretty chill. I mean, it's a camel. Have, have you ever seen an angry camel before? I've yes. Heard... <laughs> what do they do when they get angry? They Davis? spit. As do That's llamas. llamas also well, do. there was one llama, maybe the leader of this cadre. <laughs> I'm pretty sure camels spit too, right? I wouldn't put. I mean, they're uh, yeah, very similar. I've seen them spit. They're very similar creatures. It's just one lives in Africa and one lives in uh, South, South America. America yeah. Let's see. I would maybe it's it. like old world, new world monkeys. The question is: Are th- were there more llamas in the circus, or did this crazy just, circus just have just one? Just, llama I don't know what like kind of cockamamie circus is carrying around one llama. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past circuses. I feel like llamas are, they seem like social animals. Maybe we could get an expert on to to correct us. You know, you can call us at 334-844-WEGL. If you have <clears throat> llama information. There's yeah. a crazy video called What an Angry Camel Does, What an Angry Camel Sounds Like and How They Kill, period. <laughs> I might have to watch that later to learn. I have to watch that on your own time. How Davis. they kill. So, uh, yeah, I mean... If this streak continues, I don't know. I mean, what's the natural escalation from like one moose to eight camels? I'm I fear what will happen tonight. That's like when all the monkeys got loose and stole the COVID. Remember that? I do remember that. They stole the blood samples. Yeah. <laughs> oh it's like that. It's like the movie where they had to they, they had to find the monkey contagion. No, no, no. The other one. You know. I don't know. Don't know. No, no, Morgan don't. Freeman. Uh, uh, Lucy. The happening? No. No. Evan Almighty. No. Um, March of the Penguins. I don't know. I think eventually yeah, it's going it. to like escalate to humans. Like we're going to get a couple mass dro- jail breaks, probably starting at like a juvie and okay. then moving on to a mass prison break. I think that seems like the logical progression of things. But then what's after the prison break? Who walks out? The rapture. The rapture. Oh my goodness. It's that time is- for ex-Catholic chat. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you look over like that? Who knows? Who knows? All right. Our next piece of silly news is uh, this This was coming from West Texas, uh, the I-10 in El Paso. Traffic on a stretch of a Texas highway soured when a crashed truck spilled its load of milk oh. onto the roadway. Okay. The El Paso Police Department said that the Sarah Farms truck was hauling a load of milk gallons when it crashed and rolled over in the westbound lanes of Interstate 10 on Monday night. The cause of the crash was unclear. But the incident left the roadway covered in, in milk? spilled milk. Mm. The did, crash they cry, led, did they cry over it? Hilarious, Davis. Thank you. The crash <laughs> led to traffic delays as multiple lanes of the interstate were closed for cleanup operations. No injuries were reported. Cleanup operations including a fire hose, some water. That, that road's going to smell terrible Cleanup on aisle milk. Hilarious, Jack. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, God. I don't know. That's like that famous headline that you'd see on iFunny all the time of, uh, you know, fruit truck fr- flips over, creates jam. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> Hilarious. Don't, don't chuckle at that like it's 2009. Oh, <laughs> like, that's a good one. I, I'm, I'm, it's the really blocky text I'm, on the top yeah, and bottom. I'm like meta chuckling at it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Another piece of news uh, I need to bring to your attention. The Apple One computer is up for auction, expected to claim over $600,000. With the Apple One? An Apple One. Okay. Oh. is it? What's special about it? 
It could, could they get, didn't make many Apple ones. It but. dates back to 1976 in California, and the auctioneer said they expect to fetch up to $600,000, which we've learned anything from Uncut Gems. It might not go for that much. Does it look like it's in a wood case? It's very wooden. Okay, so it that's looks, probably like a prototype. It looks like a pulpit with yeah. a keyboard. Yeah. You'd if put you the could, monitor on top. Apple IIs uh, look like that as well. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's probably a prototype if it's wood. John Morin... Auctioneer said the Apple One, which designed by Steve Wozniak and assembled and tested by none other than Steve Jobs, had two previous owners before going on the auction block. Hmm. You think so they it's, used it's it? It's like the first Apple One. Whoa. The lot comes with a Datanetics keyboard, Rev cool. D, a 1986 Panasonic video monitor, some relevant cords. Re- hey, relevant. Those, those are special. We hadn't figured out how to this make might work. one computer cord yet. This definitely does something, but we're not sure if it matches. <laughs> We were throwing cords at the wall and seeing what's stuck. An Apple One basic manual, the Apple Oper- One operations guide, a MOS 6502 programming manual, and two Apple One software cassette tapes. So the whole the whole package is coming with this auction. Yeah, you can play all of your favorite Apple One programs like Spreadsheet and Bad Chess. Like text. Yeah, <laughs> like green on black. Comic Sans? No, they didn't have comics. Yeah, that was was that no, Mike? Oh, late nineties. Yeah, yeah. Too Microsoft early. Bob, <laughs> the, the the clip. Yeah, well, Clippy was part of that. He yeah. wasn't in Microsoft Bob. He was the dude in the house or something. There's the no, dog. No, that there was too, Bob. Right? Yeah, that's um, what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Bob. Yeah, I'm, you know, you you were brought a Clippy. And then I went, but then you said Bob. I'm I moved back to Bob now. And there was the dog in the house too. <laughs> Clippy is a separate. The, these I know about separate Cli- Clippy's obvious. What, what you know about Clippy? His name is Clippy. Bob did not come with Windows. No, like Bob was a separate program. No whatever. man is named Cliffy. <laughs> you met a person no named Cliffy No man is named before? Bob. I've met some people named Bob. Oh, name one. Bob Gibson. My friend Robert Who? that goes by Bob. Fake guy. Only 200, Bob Odenkirk. Only 200 Fake Apple One commu- computers were ever made by Jobs and Wozniak. A working Apple One sold for $671,000 when it was auctioned in Germany in 2013. The auction bidding began yesterday, so... We I shall see. I give people like to collect, but what are they going to do with it? Just look at what it. What are you going to do? Play it's, with it? Yeah, <laughs> it's a big part of computer I, history. Like it, it I, is I mean, a a very impactful. I guess I'm just not machine, very interested. Right? In it. Like it. That's the start of the yeah. personal computer revolution. It's a big deal. Maybe if I was more interested in, it, I'd be like, I'll yeah. pay a million for you that. You can buy something that Steve Jobs touched. Yeah. You can, if that, you're into that, you might as well have gotten one of his turtlenecks. Like, think about that. I Whoa, well gotten, I do that. Gotten one of his pairs of sneakers. Or do you jeans. think he had more than one pair of that outfit? No, he did. That's he, all he owned. He opened. Awesome. He opened the closet. It was just all that. It was like the B movie, like Tom Scott or me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that that's an interesting, interesting piece of computer history up for auction. If you have half a million dollars laying around, um, we can pull some together. Yeah. We go can buy it. How much is in the budget? We can get an Apple. 500000 Eh. And we can probably get some. We can probably get the rest. We can get ourselves an Apple, too. We can get all the same stuff for, like, $100. We can start lobbying to Auburn so we can buy it. We need this. We need it, please. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Play with it? The, fir- <laughs> the Dad 0.1 can run on Whoa! Apple. Whoa! <laughs> it's good. It moves so slow. It, it has- only plays middies, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Thank you, Inco. Um, yeah. Steve Jobs, cool guy. Worked at Pixar. Yeah, he Started made Pixar. Pixar. Jinx. He uh he gets a shout out in the Cars movie. <laughs> One of the Cars has the Apple That's logo true. on it. That's about the end of my Steve. He has Jobs an epic knowledge. rap battle yeah, about him. <laughs> Cue up the epic rap battle. I Joe Bone and the Malia Bone. No, 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 no. I got it right here. It's in been a beach ball I got it right death. here on the array. 
All right, with that, um, that is going to uh, conclude the Silly News segment. So we are going to head to a quick break. And when we return, hilarity shall ensue as we uh, close out the show with you here on a Wednesday morning. I am Jack Hart, joined alongside Grayson and Davis, hanging out with you on this 10th day of November 2021. Hope you've got 15 more minutes to spare because we got them. So keep it right here on WEGL. We'll be back until 10 a.m. And gentlemen, this is FM 91. Switch. Welcome back to Combat Discourse right here on WEGL. 91.1 FM. I am your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll and station manager Grayson Moyer, hanging out with you on this Wednesday morning. Thank you for joining us here on the airwaves or the information superhighway, however you are joining us today. We thank you for doing so. It is a Weagle Wednesday indeed. Hope you had fun at War Damn Coffee Jam last night or the basketball game, however you chose to spend your evening. We've got uh, two hours of rock music coming on after Compact Discourse in about 10 minutes, so keep it right here on 91.1. We've also got our great lineup of evening shows starting at 5 p.m. until whenever the sports team kicks them out of here to broadcast volleyball, which will be tonight at uh tip-offs at 8 p.m do you, do you tip off in volleyball davis uh i guess so yeah i call it tip off okay well uh nonetheless the match begins against south carolina at 8 p.m you can hear that on the exclusive radio home of auburn volleyball right here on wegl 91.1 or weaglefm.com uh just hit the play button on the boombox or go to the listen live tab either one works uh it'll it'll play the same thing i promise um so with that uh, yeah, it's a Weagle Wednesday, so get excited for that. There's plenty to be excited about in the world today. As uh, Oh, my goodness. My internet went out. All right, we're back. Um, we got a few minutes left in the show, so we are going to continue the silly news. Um, I, I, it has been brought to my attention that a British chauffeur service is offering rides in a tank taxi. Hmm. Like it's a... Like it's a tank. Like it's a tank. Like yeah. an M1. Like, like a, a tank. It's tank. A, a like, has seen combat. <laughs> a British man is offering an unusual chauffeur service by charging about $1,000 to give rides to weddings and other events in his quote-unquote tank taxi. I don't know why that's in quote-unquote. I think it is a tank taxi. Merlin Bachelor. Good name. That's his name. Merlin, mm. like okay. the wizard. So Bachelor, like the available man. Over under on this guy being like a secret war criminal, right? Like, that, yeah, where'd he get this? He tank stole from? this tank. How'd he, and how'd he get a hold on this? He went AWOL in the forties. Army surplus store? I don't think that's part of the surplus. <laughs> Merlin Bachelor of Norwich, England, said his tank taxi, which is actually oh, an armored personnel carrier. Oh, that's how still how do you? The, it's still hard to get your hands on that. Okay, yeah, but why would you even call be, it a to tank? To be fair, it does have caterpillar tracks. Oh, it has caterpillar. Tra- oh, so my backhoe is now a tank taxi. Do you have a, you have a picture of it? I, I mean, I have a video of it. It's on CBS News. It, it's like those, like the like the Auburn police has that big, uh, like armored vehicle. The thing that would They're run like you that. over. I've seen that thing. It's scary. 
Yeah, we need it. What do they need Definitely. it for? A vehicle with a similar look to a tank. Cost him a total $35,000 to purchase oh. and repair to use in his business. That's yeah. cheap. Yep. Is that allowed on roadways? I know you can't really use things with tracks on What are American they going to do? Stop him? Exactly. Okay, he's not a... <laughs> who's the dude who like welded all the panels? Killdozer. Killdozer. Yep. Um, not to glorify Killdozer, but they stopped him. <laughs> And he had a bit more of a defense going. He stopped himself. First, I had neighbors, then friends asking, then friends of friends, and then people I didn't even know about asking me to take them, mainly asking about proms. That's what uh, Merlin Batchelor told CBS News. That's kind of metal. How his business got starting. Batchelor said said he now makes about $1,000 for a job to drive people to weddings and funerals. And funerals. Okay, on the wait, road. can you take the deceased to the funeral on one of those? Do you That's, think the hearse is in there or he leads the procession I, to the, like, the... That'd be a slow funeral <laughs> procession. <laughs> They're already slow. They're I already the slow. the idea but... that everybody's there before the hearse, like, the hearse. Where's the hearse? <laughs> <laughs> the British do tend to take uh, uh, funerals a bit more glibly than we do over here. Um, I, I once was on the internet, as you do, and I found a service... <laughs> For like wacky hearses, <laughs> so like one of them was like painted like a rainbow. One of them was like a leopard print hearse that you could just Heck rent yeah. out. One of them instead. is driven by Dick Dastardly. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be whoa! And then Muttley's got they're going <laughs> <laughs> the entire way. Speed racing. I'd, hey, I'd show. I just want to say that if 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 I die soon and y'all in charge of my funeral. <laughs> I want y'all to drop me from a helicopter, my my coffin from a helicopter into the into in, the hole into the hole into right. the hole. Wait, of what? The ground. Oh, the hole. The hole. What? What? The I thought you were saying the hole like a ship. No, it's my southern drawl. Drop me into the ship. I mean, I I am all for being taken out to sea. Like I I don't need to sit in the ground. Yeah, I'm cool with. If you want to drop me in the water with some fish, I'll be like the Christmas tree. I mean, y'all can use me as a fishing spot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that counts as being out far enough from the shoreline unless you have a big lake. <laughs> All right, guys, just remember, go to the guy with the curly hair, and you're going to find a lot of fish around him. <laughs> you're, I, I like the idea that your skeleton would still have your hair on it. <laughs> it's actually it's actually a, it's a hair plug. This isn't real. <laughs> going directly into the bone. <laughs> yes. that's It goes into my brain is why I have, I have some brain rot sometimes. It's hmm. the hair poking through. It is. Um, well, Merlin Bachelor said the unusual chauffeur service offers, quote, pure entertainment. As you drive along the street, there are so many people smiling, laughing, and pointing. I would, if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, whoop, we're invaded. Well, well yeah. this, is it. this is it. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be like Red Dawn. Well, once again, Wolverines. the British have a very different setup than America I, does. There's going to be one, some old British guy that doesn't know about that it's just like a, a, a guy, after, and he's going to be like, well, it's, time to, it's mean, time to come out of retirement. After being under threat of an invasion for like 300 years, eventually you just start laughing about it, I You guess. better not go to Ireland. It's going to get messy. <laughs> They're already in Ireland. <laughs> um, Bachelor said the insurance for his vehicle is cheaper than his family's Honda Civic. What? That's pretty common. I mean, um, yeah. A lot of times, even like supercars and stuff, the insurance is pretty cheap. Because most people don't drive them that much. Yeah. You're less likely to get into an accident. And they're uh, mm. not made of three-inch steel. Yeah, that's, that's, true. that's also true. Uh, the kids love going shopping in it, he told the Norwich Evening News. Um, Bachelor said he is currently only licensed to carry passengers for weddings and funerals, but he's hoping to get the necessary permits to branch out into driving for proms, birthday parties, and other events. Wow. Like, how, is that I, a separate light? 
Oh, yeah, oh, you, the... you need a license to go to that prom? <laughs> Why is he Australian? They don't have prom licenses down there. They, Australians are basically just British. No, they resent that. They're criminals. <laughs> they, they came from Britain in the beginning. Some of them. Some of them. Sorry, so, uh, Australian people, if you're listening. I for one, sorry, wel- Brady Heron. I, I for one welcome our new tank taxi overlords with open. How arms. long until Auburn has one of those? Uh, a while. I, I don't know. Again, I feel like it would be sort of the Ireland situation where if you did that here, it'd get messy. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I drove we'll through my stars and through your garden last night. It's gonna be like that. Yeah, you get that. Everybody gets that. So yeah, um, I think I think silly news was quite fruitful today. There's, yeah. there's, those are some silly news. The world is is quite silly this week. You just look up silly news. How'd you get all that? I have sources. Yeah, don't don't try to expose us. <laughs> I want to know. Yeah, you're gonna look it up and then you're gonna spoil it for yourself. <laughs> the silly news only comes from me. Okay, fair. All I, right. I try to eat too much. Eat too <laughs> many sweets. You got the big spoon. The big spoon. I I think that's the only way to eat cereals with a big spoon. Terrible answer. Each their own. All right. You guys done? Yeah, I think we're done. I guess so. I think we're just about done here. Uh, after we've re- resulted to the, I think the big spoons right at the bottom of the conversation barrel. So we've reached <laughs> it. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. However, you joined us today, whether that be from your radio antenna from WeagleFM.com or by listening to our podcast, we would like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast, absolutely commercial free, wherever podcasts are heard. Just search for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDISCAU. That's at CDISCAU for links to the podcast, information about the show, and important updates. You can also tweet at us to get your opinion on the show. Join the conversation and be a part of Auburn's only student-run morning show. You might also want to go ahead and follow WEGL on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WEGL underscore AU. That's Weagle underscore AU as our dedicated team of marketing professionals is working tirelessly to provide you with high-quality content for fans of the station. And with that, for Jack Hart, Davis, Carroll, and Grayson Moyer, this has been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We wish you a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll be back for the finale tomorrow, Thursday, 8 a.m. As always, this is Jack Hart signing off. Ward Eagle, go 1-0, and and uh, see you at the basketball game on Friday. This just in, Davis Sports Animal Cruelty.